As a proud sponsor of the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast, IATSE Local 212 would like to wish you all an awesome year in 2018. We would also like to draw your attention to a few upcoming events. January 20th will be the second annual Women's March Canada Calgary March. Please join members of the production community in this important march. On March 4th, Local 212 is sponsoring the Calgary International Film Festival's Oscar Party. This is a great time to socialize with other members of our industry while raising funds for the Calgary International Film Festival. Have a prosperous new year and enjoy this installment of the podcast. Hey everybody, it's Matt Waterworth here, uh, just coming back from the holidays, and welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. This is where we do a bunch of fun stuff around film, television, screen industries uh, in our province here, Alberta. So thanks for joining me. Uh, just a, a kind of a shorter, truncated episode here uh, as we're coming back from the holidays, um, getting back in the swing of things. Hope you're having a great 2018 so far. Um, but we didn't want to leave you without, uh, an episode this week. So, uh, and we've got a special one for you. It's, uh, it's really great. Um, it's one that we've been waiting to put out for quite a while, actually. Um, it's with, uh, actor Alberta's Tina Alford and, uh, Tina has been someone we've wanted to have on for a long, long time because, well, you'll, you'll find out why, but she's such an important part of uh, our, our province and our jurisdiction here. Um, both to independent filmmakers and to the um, non-Indigenous production that happens um, from Hollywood and all over the world that comes to shoot here. And uh, she's such a champion for uh, all of it. So um, we really wanted to chat with her and also give you the opportunity to find out exactly how you can work with ACTRA, how you can get, um, you know, not just uh, ACTRA union actors, um, from Alberta, but also from all over the uh, the, the country, um, and also uh, from you know the U.S. and 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 even how to work with non-actor actors as well. So um, it's an important important uh, discussion, and it, this one is really filled with a lot of utility information that is really going to help you uh, when you want to shoot uh, an, an, a union production, an actor production. So uh, thank you to Tina for joining us, and uh, without further ado. Uh, here's Tina, and I'll be back uh, afterwards to give you some news and deadlines. We are rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. Yeah. So this is how it works, Tina, is we just sit here, we talk into these things, and then uh, people listen. <laughs> listen. Listen to you guys talk? For some reason, they listen they to listen. Okay. Not right. many, but some. A few of them, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, so great to finally have you on. It's been it's been a long time coming, and uh, uh, but before we get into your current role, um, I'd love to talk about you as a filmmaker. Which which on the podcast, you know, everyone's a filmmaker. You mm-hmm. know, the grips a filmmaker, actors are filmmakers, and and government support staff, union. These oh, are okay. these people help make. Yeah, films they're all filmmakers for sure. Get made. So. Uh, but but beyond that as well, you you've been. Uh, I, I mean, let's just let's just start from the beginning. How did you get into the film industry? What did what what made you kind of get into this world? Uh, so it was almost. I think it was nineteen years. Nineteen. Wow. Years ago, um, I had I had some friends that worked in uh, film and television in Calgary and Edmonton. I'd worked on a couple uh, short films that were made out of uh, through funding and support from Fava. See, you are a filmmaker. I told you from Fava. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was. Mostly just Slurpee Girl and, right. you know. Yeah. Well, 19 years ago, you would have been like 10, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so there was, I was working in the not-for-profit sector okay. here in Calgary. Cool. And there was a, a opportunity to work for the Alberta Film Commission as they transitioned from being sort of a, at arm's length and its own sort of entity funded by industry. And it was being moved back into government. Okay. Um, so there was a position there to just help the transition for eight months okay and so i took that job and packed a lot of boxes and learned a little bit more and so at the end of the day i was with alberta film for eight and a half years so that's what became alberta film mm-hmm. so sorry the, the, the calgary film commission became alberta film? Uh, well sorry it was the alberta film commission oh okay 
And then when it moved back into government, then they changed the name to Alberta Alberta Film. Film, Right. And it was straddled between uh, community development that did the funding at the time and economic development. So those two different entities. And I ran the Calgary office down here. Got it. Okay. There's no Calgary office now, is there? Yeah. Oh, there is? Yeah, there's still somebody working oh, who at works an there? office down here, Marla Tao. Oh, I chat with her on email all the time. I didn't know she was in Calgary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so eight and a half years doing what? Oh, it changed a lot. Yeah. So I went from like managing the location library to, you know, just being sort of an admin assistant. Um, by the time I left, I was, I forget what my title was. It was like logistics, um, logistics, co- lo- logistics and locations coordinator. So in a lot of ways, I was sort of like, I call, I kind of figured I was a bit of a fixer. Right. So right. Yeah. people would call, they want to, from afar, Yeah. wanting to know if they could come and shoot here. I would support local uh, producers and production companies, find locations and make those connections. Also working within mm-hmm. government to get like the parks to get on board. Um, you know, uh, the best thing that I remember from that job was, <clears throat> excuse me, there was always in the winter, we would always get four or five calls from U.S. producers coming up here to shoot car commercials. Okay. <laughs> and so they wanted these cars driving down these roads with winter wheat. Winter, winter wheat? wheat? Winter okay. wheat. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> well, so there is wheat that you do plant later in the season. Oh, okay. That's called winter wheat. Oh, but okay. it doesn't mean it grows in the winter. But, right. you know, these guys were from L.A. or uh, Miami. And so they thought that we had these big, tall wheat fields, wheat fields in the winter, winter that they would, you know, and, and artistically, I think they thought that they were going to have snow and wheat and be all beautiful, billowing, snowy wheat. Um, so that's That'd why. That would be amazing. Well, <laughs> I know. And that's why it was pretty cool. That job was really cool because I got to learn a lot about crops. Mm, um, yes. A good friend of mine um, used to work at... Uh, the crop he was a crop specialist and so the alberta government has like their agriculture crop specialist all based out of stetler oh okay so this gent up there we were i was he was on speed dial i knew his number off by heart (laughs) because i'm like do you think you can grow like you know can in southern alberta can we grow uh rice can we create rice patties and create them and you know all of these kind of things and yeah so it was kind of interesting i love this industry like where (laughs) else do you get this kind of exposure to all yeah that yeah. kind of stuff like yeah it was pretty it was unreal. A, it was a pretty cool job yeah huh. yeah so i i remember i uh, i was working for a production company and uh you know you were friends with the people who worked there and and i got to know you through them and, and through that job um and then shortly after i started you you moved over to a new job yes and that's when um Um, Yeah, and that's when ACTRA came calling. So that's the Alliance of Canadian Television Radio Recording Artists. The acronym doesn't quite work. What? It's ACTRA. Yeah. I had no idea. Can you say it again? It was Alliance. Alliance Alliance of of Canadian Television Radio and Recording Artists. Okay. Because ACTRA is turning 75 years old and originally started out with radio. Wow. Representing Hmm. radio performers. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, they came knocking and so um seemed like a pretty good gig, like moving to the other side. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe not just promoting the industry on a whole, but kind of which I still do, but kind of really focusing in on um being an advocate for performers. Right. So right. and that was I'm now moving into my tenth year. Wow. wow. I know. Congratulations. That's, that's awesome. Who knew? Yeah, we don't have people stay in positions that long in Alberta. <laughs> no. That's that's awesome. We need that kind it's of gone pretty fast. continuity. Yeah, no kidding. So um, what 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 prompted actor to come calling? Like, what were they looking for? Did someone leave, or what was the? I think Jennifer Blaney was there before, so she was leaving, and so she just—I don't even think they posted the job. I think they just came knocking on my door. Wow. Hmm. Um, I think just because of the work that I'd done in the industry, like right. she felt comfortable that I could, you know, do the job, and their uh, the council, uh, the performers. So most of them knew me just from being out and about. So right. They were so they poached you. Got a little bit poached. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, nice. It's just That's... kind of a good feeling. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, hmm. and I passed the test. I got through the interview. <laughs> right. So you know, I was very nervous. Um, yeah, which is kind of funny because when I think of some of those people that were on the council or our board at the time, like now some of them are pretty good friends. So hmm. you know, right. But at the time, it's pretty. It's nerve wracking. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did you 
did you know at the time that you wanted the job? Like, what was it about it that... that I think after eight years working for the province, I just kind of felt like yeah, a change would for change. be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I was also trying to find and just see that other side, like be yeah. put on the union hat. I'm a bit of a lefty anyway, so that kind of appealed to me. Right. You know, an actor, of course, they're pretty loud advocates when it comes to Canadian culture in this country. So, you know, it was, I was intrigued. I thought, you know, I could work for this company. Yeah. You know, they, they stand for a lot of the same things I do. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know how to describe it or explain it, but there, I mean, there's, there's a group of, of representatives from our industry who go down to LA or go wherever to represent Alberta as a, you know, as a jurisdiction to come and shoot in or, or, or for whatever reason. And, and there are only a few voices, right? Like I would say, Bill uh, from Ampia is one of them. Um, Damien Petty is one of them. Um, and, and you are definitely one of those voices that, you know, Aaron running the, the film studio, yeah, Luke, Luke, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so there are, yeah, there's a limited number. And I think, I think, um, you're kind of one of the, I don't know what the word is, but, but head honchos. Yeah. 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 One of the important people. In, yeah. In this That's industry. really what it is. The most, the important <laughs> no, people. Yeah. I think I've just been silly enough to like stay in this industry so long. So <laughs> right. you just, you know, but I've really noticed that too, like, as I'm, morphing on almost like 18, 19, 20 years yeah. is that I find myself in meetings or, you know, hanging out with some of the, the peeps and you're like, well, back in the day, in, yeah. <laughs> it was that minister that did right, that crazy right, right, thing. Right, yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, I sound like an old lady <laughs> sitting on my rocking chair. You know? <laughs> back in 2000, we did it this way. So, yeah. Um, but I think the biggest the biggest, I mean, speaking as an independent producer in, in Alberta, the biggest change that I think we all noticed in ACTRA was that suddenly we could really work with ACTRA. There was, there was, uh, open lines of communication. And at the same time, I was, I was new to the industry. So I, I but, but my understanding was, you know, ACTRA is really hard to deal with. And I think that's still, unfortunately, a bit of a, a, a reputation or and an incorrect one. Um, it's just lingering, I think. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I can, I can say for a fact that, that working with actor has become much easier. And I think not just, not just from uh, Hey, I, we can call you up anytime and, and chat about something, but also you've, you've gone through, you know, there's a kit now to fill out, to figure out how to fill out paperwork because we don't know that stuff. If you're just trying to make a movie, uh, you don't know what all this means. Totally. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of forms <laughs> yeah. There's a yeah. lot of forms. Yeah. and some of them, I'll be honest, some of them still confuse me. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So yeah, there's a lot of forms. Yeah. So trying to make it easy. Well, I think a lot of that came from working at Alberta film and seeing the importance of having a well-rounded industry mm. and not just focusing like on service production, but also to have that really strong core of, local yeah um content producers right, right um and so when i got to actor i realized we weren't doing a lot of the the smaller jobs right right just because i don't know why i mean we anyway we i guess we were hard to deal with um <laughs> but yeah so really trying to focus um creating work for our members obviously mm-hmm. is number one and then also kind of being like you know part of the greater industry and helping it grow yeah right because we can't always rely on service production um because the dollar goes up and down incentives right. yeah change. you're putting your fate in somebody else's hands mm-hmm. of course yeah so uh and but but of course you also have to protect your members mm-hmm. and there's no doubt that that there are horror stories and 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 producers who don't think everything through um and you end up out in the middle of nowhere without a bathroom on set or without feeding people properly or overworking people and that and that does happen and so it is it is really important that actor is there to to kind of hold the line on that it's also something that that was that was kind of a learning moment for me uh, in the past few years. Was I used to I used to imagine that actors and crew are should be the same on a set, and they should have the same treatment. And um, I, I would get upset at this fictitious actor that does not exist that um, that demanded to be treated differently and and knew that they were special. And and um, I've kind of changed my tune on that because. I feel like as we try to make more and more movies, we learn how important casting is. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you've established a character on screen, you can't replace them. So it, it's not the same as a crew and, and they need to be treated differently. And, uh, you know, a grip or a, a boom operator can work when they're cold. Whereas an actor has to look like they're not cold. Right. right? And mm-hmm. they have to, you know, they can't be shivering and, and flubbing their lines because they can't speak properly. So yeah. 
there is a difference for sure. And I think it should be acknowledged and and embraced. Yeah. Um, I'm always blown away at how many people, especially people that maybe have never worked with us before, or as we would consider emerging that always, you know, they, it feels like to me that their cast is a bit of an afterthought. Like they go through, I mean, they might have a dream and a wish of these people that they want to use, but, you know, with all the things that they have to do, they jump through all these hoops to get their funding and get their equipment and whatever. And then, you know, they just don't put a lot of thought into getting the right talent for the job. Right. Um, because you can have the best lights, you know, a fantastic script. Mm-hmm. But if the talent on screen sucks, they can they can just tank the whole right. project. Right. You know, so that's why I, I would like in an ideal world. Um, you know, I'd like producers to come to us first, right? Right. Find out what the rules are, find yeah. out how we can help them, um, and help the process to help them get the best person possible. Cause for Alberta, I mean, <clears throat> we want, we want people su- to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. producers to succeed and they will succeed if they have great talent. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of a no brainer. I thought it was a no brainer, but sometimes <laughs> it's not yeah. so much. Well, and I, I think what people don't realize is that you can't get a name actor or a, or, or or even a, a, you know a minor player on a big show without going actor every everybody's actor at that level um so you i mean you really have to take the time to learn how to make it work because yeah you're right you you need access to those that kind of talent and we should all as producers in Alberta, i think you know be going for the best talent that we can because that's going to put more eyes on our projects and and mm-hmm. improve our industry overall well yeah, and put the time in because just because they might not be, you know, and I know funding is con- a lot of funding is contingent on having that those you know your first two being mm-hmm. named and have that street cred, but you know there is a lot of great talent here, so for sure, you know, just yeah. holding some additions. Um, so you know, people are surprised sometimes. Um, what we've got going on, like it's a little bit shocking. What do you mean? As like far as, as they're the just like wow. The talent pool here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's small, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, you know, wow, we just, you know, even Rhonda Fisecki, um, who does this, who's been doing this for 25 years, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, Longer you than know, you? My, I know. <laughs> She's way better than me. But she, um, yeah, but even, you know, because there's always new new kids um, coming out of post-secondary, right? Mm-hmm. right? Or people they've just, this has been their dream their whole life and decided to, you know, take this seriously and be full right, time. Yeah. So there's always like new talent coming into the pool. So. Well, and the interesting thing about acting is, is you may not hit your stride or the sweet spot as an actor until you're 55 or something mm-hmm. like that, which is, is yeah, it's kind of a unique thing about our industry. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you some, I, I, they're not dumb questions, but they're some questions I know the answers to. Um, but just for our audience, in case they don't, what if what if you do want to hold auditions? How can I hold auditions? Because because don't actors have to get paid if they come in an audition? No, nope, they don't. Myth number one. Myth number one busted. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. I mean, you need to come and talk to us, right? We want to make sure that the project is going to go ACRA because we don't want to waste people's time. Right, right. Right? Like, you know, and you have to remember a lot of our members across this province also have some kind of day job or mm-hmm. part-time job. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that... You know, they're going to take time off work right. to show up. And if they have no hope of getting the job, well, that's kind of cruel. You know, sure. not to mention some of them have kids. So there's child care. Yeah, there's all of yeah, those they, things. So you don't. Yeah. So you, you don't want to waste their time. So no, you don't have to pay to audition. But you but there is a sign in sheet. You do have to keep track of who you right. see. Um, we do have rules like we also have rules. You do have to, you know, if you bring them on a feature or, you know, anything sort of dramatic, not mm-hmm commercial um after the third audition on the third audition you do have to pay because okay. i mean by that point oh, you can, yeah you can do callbacks and that's you can do callbacks those are yeah. free um you keep them longer than an hour um then you have to pay a, a minimal amount of money right. it just depends on the tier right? right but again it's just it comes down to respect and it's a small sure. amount of money yeah you know it's like 25 bucks or whatever so. so so you can you can i mean if you're willing to yeah even if it's 25 bucks um you could go as far as because, like you say, casting is super important, and and, and we didn't go this far, but we got to callbacks. But it would have it would have been cool maybe to do 
um, like chemistry tests, chemistry or, reads yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm super happy with our cast. I couldn't be more happy, but I mean, that's always a, a good way if you're stuck between a couple of actors, maybe just schedule a, a chemistry mm-hmm. read and it's not that expensive. It's not, no. And yeah. it's worth, I think it's worth it yeah, yeah. really. If you're really, if that chemistry is really important, then yeah, you're going to have to shell out the, yeah. shell out the yeah. dough. Uh, which, yeah. Which but yeah, yeah. Like what's, you know, two actors, 25 bucks each, like what's 50 bucks to try it out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, when you or, consider what, it's, what the value that you get out of that. Yeah, or you yeah. can workshop it or whatever and right. negotiate it. You know, anyway, there's always ways to figure it out. So another, another, um, and I, I don't really hear about this anymore because I think you, you and, and, and actor in general have, have, uh, helped to make this easier for producers, but there was a time when, um, and it's still true that ACTRA members cannot appear in non-ACTRA productions. Is that right. correct? Correct. So, so let's say, well, it's just a, 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 che- a cheap little $5,000 short film that we're doing and we want actor A, who is a member. Um, that was a problem because we had no way of casting that actor if, if we were micro, micro, micro budget, you know, you know, pocket change short film. So uh, now there's the resume agreement. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing, and 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 change right. that. Yeah, How does that so work? that's yeah, so that's like the bottom bottom tier. I mean, there's some criteria around it. It can't be for features, right? Um, ideally, it's it's intended for people that are just coming out of you know post secondary, say, or Nate. Um, you know, when this is their first project that they're doing, right? Or they've got you know their five thousand bucks and mom's cooking lunch. Well, <laughs> this is the perfect one where performers can basically waive their fees, right? Um, cause it's called the resume for a reason. It helps build the resume of the performer and also for the, the producer director. Right. Right. But, but let's say you had, you know, your best friends with Aaron Douglas and he wants to be in your, in your movie and you've got no money to pay him, but he's cool with that. This is a way to make that work. That's the way to make it work. Right. Hey, everybody, just chiming in here uh, to remind you about our season-long sponsor, the Calgary Film Center. We're so thankful to have them on board, uh, and they help make the the podcast possible. So huge thanks to them, uh, and they are a world-class screen-based production facility, and they're suitably equipped uh, and serviced so you can execute your next project with ease. They have 50,000 square feet of purpose-built sound stages and 25,000 square feet of multi-purpose warehouse and workshop spaces. And on top of that, the anchor tenant at the studio is William F. White, uh, Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture, television, digital media, and theatrical production equipment. It's crazy. They're right across the parking lot when you're shooting at the studio. They've got everything you need, and it's right there. And at the Calgary Film Center, the aim is to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects in a purpose-built venue designed to, uh, to service individual client needs. And as well, the Calgary Film Center delivers programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industry. So thanks again, and back to the show. You know, you can't tap into the resume agreement like all the time right, just because right, right. you have all your high-profile buddies wanting right. to get together <laughs> right, on right. the weekend and, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's what it's for. And, you know, and then you slowly, I mean, the, the theory is, and we we do see it, it is working where, you know, people start on their resume, they do those two or three times, and they move up to an actor indie. That's us. Yes. We start on resume. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Story Hives. A lot of Story Hives are going uh, actor at the $10,000 right. budget level. Yeah. 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 So, and that's the real success for me is watching over the last seven, eight years. Well, people like yourself, Matt. Yeah. Like you, you guys started on the resume. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And now you see this real progression, you know. And so, yes, there's paperwork. Yes, there's forms. But if you want to grow up and become yeah, a yeah. producer if you, if you one intend day, to do this yeah it's, um it's just it's a fact of life for sure you for know sure. um not to mention that uh, and I, I i think it's i think it's worth saying that you are a human being who will have a conversation and if something doesn't work for you in 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 the agreement maybe it's maybe it's non-negotiable but maybe it is right like maybe there are there are exceptions that can be made um and i think that's worth Letting well, it's always know. worth having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Right? Um, and not just assume. Because I hate, what well, the other thing that drives me crazy is when people are like bad-mouthing um, actor on social media. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who is this guy or gal? <laughs> like, they have never called, right? right? Yeah, right. Um, they've never picked up the phone or sent an email. And it's like, so then, you know, you don't know what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. I, you know, and, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Of course, of course. You know, sometimes yeah. a project, it just... 
for whatever reason, it doesn't work out and that's okay too. But don't, but don't say actors so difficult to deal with when you haven't even tried to deal with them. And yeah. I can, I can vouch that there are those people who just believe it's just a, yeah. a bureaucratic organization that you'll, I'll never get around or get through mm-hmm. or get, or get help from. And yeah. that's not true. Well, and people have to realize too, like, you know, there's timelines, right? I mean, if you're, right. if, you know, you call our office in the middle of sort of our peak season, which tends to be summer, mm-hmm. right? You call at the beginning of July and you're shooting in two weeks and we have like all these other productions going on. We might not get to you within 24 hours or, right. you know, yeah. that day. You just have to be patient, you know, but we will. And and the office is located in Calgary, but you're in Edmonton pretty frequently. And I know yes. you've done like, like Actra act buys you a beer is a cool event you've done in the past where, you know, get to, get to know the producers in the area. So um, I, yeah, I'm sure that even if you, you're not able to make the trip to Calgary, uh, you know, you can find a time that would work to sit down with you for a coffee and, and mm-hmm. talk about, you know, how yeah. do I figure out the resume agreement? How do I fill out this, this yeah. timesheet? Yeah. Yeah. And everything, you know, uh, yeah. And I mean, Edmonton a lot, three, four times a month and three, four times know, a month. Yeah. Oh, wow. And there's always, you know, and there's always Skype or, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're finally moving into the two thousands. So <laughs> things are getting digitized yeah. Yeah. and, you know, we're, we're learning to use Skype in the office. Nice. So yeah, we're getting there. Cool. Cool. We're getting there. Yeah. Uh, what about more detail on the resume agreement? Um, because there are some rules around hours, like how, like how many hours can, well, pretty much just for all of our agreements. Right. Um, I would say it's eight hours maximum. And does that include lunch or not include, not include, not including lunch. So a performer would be on your set for nine hours because they have to have, uh, one hour. Gotcha. gotcha. But yeah, so if you just, you just have to plan your time for eight hours Right. right. and, and minors, Mm. children, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's very strict rules around children. Yeah, um, just because, well, they're children, and this is pretty much the only industry that you can have a six-year-old working. Right, right. Because yeah. it's kind of not cool in yeah. any other yeah. industry, right? right? Um, so therefore, we have some rules around that. So you know, advice to people that are writing their scripts, like if possible, keep the kids over the age of sixteen. Yeah, you know, especially if you don't have a lot of money and right. you've got a tight shooting schedule, because I can nail you. And not at night. I not imagine. at night. I mean, if you, and if you're working children more than, uh, you know, a certain amount of time, number of days during a school week, then mm-hmm. there's tutoring. That oh yeah. Has to yeah happen, right. 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 Which, you know, the producer has to pay for because mm-hmm. you're keeping them out of school. Right. So yeah. So just adults, just five yeah. people, adults, <laughs> you've got a feature right there. You can Perfect. totally afford actor. It's good. Yeah. Nice. No stunts. Stunts can get expensive too. So Scott, Matt, what was it like to produce a feature film? Yeah. With actor. With actor. Well, I mean, Briar ended up doing most of the paperwork, which was awesome for me because <laughs> I'm selfish. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, your advice uh, on, on talking to you first was one that I took for this. And we, I remember before we even applied for the television yeah, that's right, budget yeah. program, we met with you and Donna. Because uh, we said well, how, uh, we don't know how to make a movie. It seemed it seemed like even though the resume agreement worked, it seemed like we couldn't. Well, yeah, the, work the, at, this, at this low a budget level, the IPA was a completely daunting document. Um, yeah, it's and, and we were we were fortunate enough to know you already well enough that I felt comfortable um, being a little bit vulnerable and saying I have no idea what I'm doing. Help. Um, and we I think we spent an hour in in the boardroom and we had donuts which were delicious <laughs> and. Uh, and you just walked us through everything that we needed to know. And it was so, it was like, oh, okay, that's really not all that hard. And you were like, so put this, you know, put these in, rates in your budget, put put these fees in your budget. Because um, if you build them in, you'll know, look like you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we actually went, we had all these fees built into our budget because now we knew what we were doing. Um, and I remember then you came back. After yeah, you after got we got it, the grant, and went, and oh shit. Like we're supposed to have like this whole big, you thought we were supposed to have this whole big meeting and yeah. I think you were gone in 20 minutes. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> it was like, just like, okay, here's here's your kit. And I didn't know that the kit existed. And it was just like, yeah, fill out all these all these documents. Uh, have a great day. And we're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was far, far, far easier than I expected it would be. Um, and I know Briar likes paperwork and she said it, was, it w- wasn't really as much as I think um, we, we are led to believe. Because, I mean, there are a lot more documents like distribution contracts that yeah. are more paperwork right. than working with Actra. Well, see, um, secretly, we put that out there that Actra is hard to work with. Right. So that Just when so you that, find out that right. we're not, oh, this is really then it's easy. like, it's a it's delight. It's a pleasant surprise. Right. Like, no, oh, I'm it's kidding. only 10 pages. Yeah. It's all <laughs> no, part of the point. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, um, 
Yeah, but I mean, it was uh, absolutely not an issue at all. In fact, it, it kept us um, not honest, but it, it kept us like on top of everything, which mm-hmm. was important too. Well, it was um, great. And Briar called a, like a not lot, a yeah. lot, but she, enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I mean, that's what we're there to do. Yeah, right? exactly. We're not yeah. just there to service the members. We're there to make sure like to service the producers and make sure it goes smoothly because right. nobody wants problems after the fact. Right. Totally. So, yeah. you know, just calling even like the craziest thing, it's better that you call and not have to go back. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. After three weeks of yeah. shooting and fix it all. Yeah. yeah. Right. Ugh. Yeah. And it was, it was another one of those moments where you, you, re- you realize that organizations are just humans. Mm-hmm. Right. It was like telephone and an actor. And I'm sure all these, you know, if you're a new emerging filmmaker, you think of these unions as these monstrous, you know, cloud veiled a you computer. Know. Just yeah. A yeah. Computer. Just a computer. I mean, like you can't make it in this industry, <laughs> but it's just people. And, and, uh, yeah, it's just an easy conversation and actress used to dealing with new producers. Yes. So there's really no question that you will ask that they've never heard before yeah. or answered satisfactorily. You know, um, well, and we can always get better. We're learning every like each project that comes through like oops you know maybe we we thought it was clear right but like okay right. now we have to put this on the table right. put this in our kit so it's not a surprise for certain people it just mm. you know it's always a learning process yeah i mean but, for us too it was just like it was a stamp of legitimacy to have in plain view on the actor website when mm-hmm. we were doing auditions yeah. yeah right you even helped with the call out which mm-hmm. which brought more talent to the auditions yeah. for yeah. us yeah. yeah so to go through an auditions process and then be like you know what we should Go actor, like putting the cart before the horse there for sure. That was one of the one of the we have we talk a lot about this is a real movie we're making uh, moments, but to see it on the actor website along with Heartland and Fargo and and, and it's like this is a big production coming in. It's not a big production, but felt like we were a real mm-hmm. a real movie. Yeah. And what yeah. surprised me too was um, I always thought you can't like actor unions can't or actor union actors can't work on non union shows, which is true. But I also thought that non union actors cannot work on union shows. Mm-hmm. So we had one of our cast members who was not union, and I thought we were hooped, um, but it was fine. Right. Like we were able to make it work with yeah. him paying some dues and some. Well, you know. I mean, we prefer that everybody's union, but you know, you have to be realistic. Yeah, exactly. well, we have, you know, we have a small talent pool. Right. People could be busy when you're shooting. Um, maybe people aren't willing to work for that kind of money. So, I mean, yeah, we have to, as long as we feel confident that you've looked at all the members exactly. that were yeah. available. Um, you know, and, and the flip side is it is an actor's benefit because those people then will eventually become actor right. members. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So it's just that balance that we have to walk, but it's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. So how does a, how does a, cause we, we went with, um, Jason Long was our casting director and, and I don't think he dealt with you too much. I think that was mostly on our plate. How does like a, like a casting director like Rhonda Fazeki, does she usually chat with you or is it always you and the producers? Like how does, how does a casting director fit into this equation? Um, usually there's some conversation, right. right? Somebody like Rhonda, I mean, she knows the, the lay of the land. She knows the, the performers. So usually our conversations with Rhonda don't really happen until if she's got questions on how to like write their deal memo, like once right. the production is decided and right. she just needs clarity on, you know, if something has changed in the agreement due to negotiations and bargaining, like, yeah. So she just might have a few questions right, or okay. a call for the number um so but it's mostly the producer that you're dealing with usually the producer yeah, yeah usually the okay. producer and i mean that's one of the things too that we do as a value add for um you know the indie projects is we will send out the breakdown to all the members um we can do across the province or just calgary or just edmonton um and to all the agents as well right um just because like you said it sort of brings a little bit of you know comfort to the members and the agents to know that this is an actor project mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not just some fly by fly by right. night yeah. yeah so and it's and, and i don't mean it as a joke but there was a guy in edmonton who was who was auditioning actors and killed people wasn't there like a few years ago that was like scary actually well, really killed people that really happened yeah yeah he killed somebody in a garage oh that yeah. oh that yeah. right so it is important to <laughs> to have that on that light note <laughs> it, I mean, well it does <laughs> sorry happen. it happened yeah it does i know happen. well that's it i mean there's a lot of weirdos out <laughs> yeah, there for so. sure for sure and there's yeah there's some weirdos in this industry too and yeah, you know, that, yeah. that works for us and against mm-hmm. us i think you yeah. know and a lot of people that you know i get a lot of calls from female performers Right. Union and non-union um, that are wondering, you know, they're reading these scripts and they're seeing that there's a lot of nudity mm-hmm. in there and and sexy times. And so, 
you know, they want to know that they're Tina, protected. am I doing porn? <laughs> well, that's uh, it. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, yeah. there's some, there's some, you know, it's not my cup of tea, but some of it is quite graphic. Right. Right. Um, you know, and so they want to know if this is an actor project because under actor, there's also rules around nudity and right. how you mm-hmm. deal with that. Um, and on non-union sets, I've heard a lot of stories of like just some not so great working conditions yeah. where right. you have female performers it, that it are, does happen. It, it yeah. really does. Yeah. 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 So anyways, that's another thing we do. Yeah. Uh, so what about like we were using low budget AI? What's it called? AIP? AIP. Actor indie production. Actor indie indie production. Okay. So when I was looking at that from a casting perspective, uh, I was wondering, can I cast Americans? We prefer that you don't because mm-hmm. it's main like the rates are there for Canadian right. productions. Right. Yeah. So, but if they are Canadians living in the U.S. If they're Canadians living in the U.S. then and they're actor members, because usually, I mean, they are, right? By that point, if they're... If they've, yeah, if they're moved down to L.A. to, yeah. They're usually dual card holders. So, yeah, right. then if right. they're Canadians living in the U.S. and they're actra, then that's okay. That's cool. That's good. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there's um, a few of them. So, yeah, so... But, you know, we, we want you to use local or of Canadian. Course, of course, you know. of course, yeah. Uh, what if, what if, where do you have to, what do you have to go up to if you're like, no, I'm going to use Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and oh, that'd be some, their, somehow their, I've cast them. In their <laughs> they both great agreed to, movie, yeah. Getting Back Together yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Um, and Mrs. Smith too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Is that what you're writing right now? Is that yeah, your next yeah, project, yeah. you guys? On Sounds spec, great. Yeah. Um, um, so then that one, that would be, um, that would be moving up from the actor indie and that's into the. SIPIP agreement, which is, oh, I always forget this acronym, Canadian Incentive Production Program. Yep. Okay. SIPIP. <laughs> so, and, and, um, and so, yeah, that one you get discounts. If it's a Canadian, okay. like it has to be a CAVCO, it has to be truly Canadian. Right. The project itself. The project right. itself. Okay. So you have to meet the CAVCO requirements. And then um, if you hire all Canadian, you get like, and it's all on a sliding scale based on the type of project and your budget. Right. But you can get between 25 and 45% off wow. okay. the standard IPA rates. Right. Um, but if you have an American, it bumps down your discount a little bit. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. Interesting. So it's, there's a chart. Mm, right. <laughs> we don't want to go over <laughs> right, the chart right, right, yeah, yeah. No, but it is something, is it, it is, it is something that you want to weigh, right? If, if you legitimately have a shot at getting Brad Pitt in your movie, yeah. maybe that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's also it's also good to to cast as many local actors as you can yeah. to support him because then they they're elevated right their profiles are right well and I think that, you know an actor understands that that's why you're still allowed to use Americans under SIPIP it just you're not going to get the discount because right. that's one less one or two less Canadians right. that you're going to be using so fair enough but still it's it's a it's a good program yeah absolutely you know. Is that all of them? Is that are those the no? Uh, yeah. Well, and then you bump up to the the full rate, the full oh, okay. IPA okay. rate. So that's for dramatic production. Um, we have another agreement that's just for members to use. Oh right, like yes, a, the member initiated project. Look at yes. you! <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So that is if the majority of the project is owned by actor members. Right. Right. Um, which I'd love to get a few more of these going here. Mm-hmm, Manitoba mm-hmm. is red hot. They oh, really? Have, yeah, they have. On member-initiated projects? Mm-hmm. They okay. do a lot of them, so much so that every two years they have, like, their actor awards, and it's just all for member-initiated projects. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Huh. So what is it, what's attractive about that, if I'm an actor? You can create your own work. Right. Um, the rules on use and are way less restrictive, right. right? Because it's just, it's for members to come together and create their projects, bolster their resume and yeah. that kind of thing. So, you know, so anyway, hopefully we can get a few more of those. So the, uh, I don't know if the, the slimy producer part of my brain was like, okay, so how do I become a member of ACTRA? <laughs> because obviously that, <laughs> that would be, I, and I know some of our listeners went there. Well, so Matt, I just want to, I just want to address it. all, you have to learn to act. <laughs> ah, I see. Fair enough. Uh, um, that was mean. <laughs> So what about me then? Okay. <laughs> okay, you totally could. You but could not yeah. not not going down that path. But right. it did it did strike me like we haven't talked about how you become a member of actor. Right. So if you do want to be an actor. If you do want to be an actor. Yeah. So you have to get a role and essentially it's like a speaking part. Okay. So doing background on Heartland or Fargo. Um 
there's a different category for that, which we okay. can get to. It's, it's a background category, but yeah, essentially to become a full member, you need three speaking parts okay. on actor productions. Okay. And is it like DGC? Is there a permittee level of actor? We, yeah. So we call it an apprentice oh, okay. member. Okay. So they have That's to pay. That's a sweeter name. Yeah. yeah it's nicer. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's nicer. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they have to pay permits mm-hmm. um, and then the permit money that they pay, which can be, you know, deducted right off their check if they want, um, then that um, goes towards their membership and is comes off their initiation fee. Right, gotcha. Um, so it's it's not that hard. And then there is the other category of, it's a background member category. Right, okay. So they have to work 15 background days in a year. Okay. And then they become a ACTRA extra or additional background performer, which basically just gives them preference over non-member gotcha. actor, actors. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah, and the, the fees and the yearly fees a lot less than if you're a full gotcha. member. Okay. Um, but you know, they're treated kind of the same. So, you know, and these are, these are just, these are these wonderful professional background people that That we need are so important and that show up and do their job and, you know, don't bring their dogs and wives and a whole bunch of crew to the, to the shoots. Not that any of my members do that, (laughs) but you know, we've heard those stories. It is a stamp on an actor if they are a full union member. Absolutely. You know, you're not going to get somebody who is going to start moving props around or. or, Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sitting in the director's chair. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what are the, what are the fees like? What what is it? Because and the, and the other side of this is there are some great benefits. Uh, but let's start with how, how much does it cost to become a full member? Uh, that's it was such a scary number, but it's sixteen hundred dollars. Okay. To become an actor member, and that's your initiation fee. Okay. But like I said, if you've been working, your permit fees will come off of that. Okay. Right. Um, so it can be reduced down. And Chips people, it away, right. Yeah. People can also, you know, that's a lot of money, even if you've had your permit fees, three permit fees removed. Their permit fees are chipped away at the initiation, right. and the initiation is just one time. Um, and oh, then, okay. So that's not like every year. No, no. Okay. Oh, no. Um, you know, and we're pretty, pretty flexible in the office, too. If you need a bit like to go on a payment plan to pay right. that off, that's cool. then that's fine with us within reason. Yeah. Like four years, probably not going to happen, <laughs> right, right. but, um, yeah, it, you know, and then every year after that, it's 195 bucks. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. And, and the benefits are really good from what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. So you get like full medical or, or something. Yeah. Kind you of- get, uh, health benefits. It's on a tier system. Okay. So the more you work, the higher your tier oh, is. Oh, cool. Gotcha. Um, so that's really great. And then they, you know, on every job that you work on, a little bit of money goes into an RSP oh, wow. um, cool. for your future, hmm. um, you know, which is great. That's fantastic. You don't, you don't yeah. even have to think about it. The engager um, and the producer pays a percentage of that as well. Great. So it's great. just sitting sitting in the bank um, or, well, in a high-yielding investment right. account. Um, yeah, and it's a great place for the money. The The staff has their money in um, actor fraternal Oh, benefits cool. as right, well right. and so we do okay so nice. it's a nice it's a mm-hmm. nice place for performers in the nest egg yeah that's program. great the, the word fraternal reminds me of of, of the fraternal benefits society uh, insurance yes tell me about that because that was something that caught me a little bit by surprise right so there's accident on set insurance and we do require that people either have wcb insurance or accident on set insurance so right. that's not that's more than liability right, right? and that's but, even on resume which is, you'd think, oh well, that's that's going to cost me a lot of money, but it's not as expensive as you'd think. No, and and it's so because I get a lot of people um, when they contact us saying, oh, I have insurance, and so it's not the two million liability that you need to rent from whites right, or CSF right. different or, thing. or, or yeah. different thing. Yeah. This is people insurance, right? So you want to make sure that if somebody trips, that you know you're they're covered. Um, yeah, if the know. light breaks, you're covered, but yeah. what about the person? Well, exactly, because yeah. if they trip and fall off a curb or trip over a cable, you know, it means they might not be able to work for a Absolutely. long period of Absolutely. time. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's insurance you can get through ACTRA for indie productions, through ACTRA Fraternal Benefits Society, Accident on Set, and then there's also you can just go to WCB, which actually isn't as hard as you think oh, it okay. would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. you have to be an you have to have an incorporated company. Though. Okay, um, but it but it's only like eleven dollars per day. Eleven dollars a yeah. day, yeah. Fifty dollars if you have a stunt. Okay, stunts are higher risk, right, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty reasonable. Cool, pretty reasonable. Awesome. Yeah. So eleven dollars per performer per, per day, day that they're on set. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. The process is pretty easy. I yes. Think. Yeah. It's just, it's like one, one piece of paper mm-hmm. per Yeah. I, I think I remember. They're here and they're here this many days. Yeah. And so I therefore owe this much. Yeah. And they're, yes, they're doing stunts or they're doing stunts this many days. I think a two day short ended up with, and it was a fairly large cast. I think it was like 120 bucks or something back when it was $10. Yeah, we bumped it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's because Matt yeah. was, you know, that was my fault. Was <laughs> dipping into it too much, so we had to raise it. <laughs> Unsafe set. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what else haven't we covered? I, I want to know if I if I've never been into the actor office before, and I I want to have that very first conversation. What are some things that I can come equipped with to help mm-hmm. kind of make that conversation go more smoothly? Right. Like if I have a project that I want to come talk to you about, what right. kind of should I come knowing? Well, we're going to need to see your script. So if you have your script, if that's possible, I mean, we're going to need to see it eventually. So, you know, and, and we keep it confidential. So if it's like the greatest thing ever, you don't have to worry about us like posting it on Facebook right. or selling it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, well, people were afraid. There's yeah. Been a few it's amazing how, how paranoid people are about yeah. stealing ideas. Yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. So we're, that's not going to happen right. with the actress staff. Um, so yeah, we need to see your script. We want to know when you're shooting. Um, we want to know how much, what your budget is. So we can figure out what agreement it fits under. Right. Um, we want to know where you're getting your money from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that kind of tells us a little bit, tells, of course, a bit yeah. tells a story. Um, yeah. And then we want to just, you know, talk to you about stunts, nudity, like what's in your script, mm-hmm. you know, and just tell you all the benefits that we can give, like with the casting breakdown, we didn't mention, but, um, if it's, well, not even your first time, but you know, you can come into the office. Like if you decide to go actra, um, and before you go into production, We'll give you like two hours free of charge um, sitting down with myself or likely Donna Burwood to go through all the paperwork um, just so that we get it. You guys get it right the first time and producers get it right the first time Mm -hmm. because there is a lot. And yeah. So anyway, so yeah, and just open conversation and Mm -hmm. enough notice. We need as people at a minimum contact us 30 days before you shoot just because life. Right. Yeah, of course. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if we want to have a busy jurisdiction here, we, I mean, that, yeah. there's stuff going on. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I mean, if you're working on something, you usually know 30 days before yeah, for what sure. you're going to do. Sure. So I don't think that's unreasonable. Right? Yeah. And, and I think, it, you know, it helped, it helped you budget when we applied for the telephone yeah. micro budget now talent to watch program. Yeah, it, it did help me budget for sure. Um, but I'm also remembering that we went and chatted with Actra when we were developing Synapse. That's right. This? I do remember that. And yeah, Donna, yeah. Donna pointed out a couple things in the script. She's like, maybe it was like they were, I think I had them at 14 and she's like, maybe make them 16. That's right, going to be right. a lot cheaper for you. Right. And she's like, this scene is going to be one you want to watch out for because right. this is definitely going to classify as a stunt. So is there another way to go around, right. get around yeah. this? Because it doesn't seem essential to the story. And that was really helpful mm-hmm. Yeah, for us to go in yeah. just from a script, yeah. like a starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think, you know, Donna's been there. Um, she's read many scripts and she knows the IPA, you know, which essentially is the mother agreement that all the other agreements, um, look at. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, she, she is a great resource and can kind of pull out pitfalls. She's not trying Mm -hmm. to change people's creative. Right. Right. No, um, no, it's, yeah, it comes from a, yeah, it comes from a place of being helpful. Yeah. You know, cause again, we want to do whatever we can to get our members working. Right. Yeah. And, and safe. So Safe. if there's and a way in, to do this, on, you know, and on the screen, right, right. The more the more they're on the screen, the more experience they have, the more exposure they get, you know. And so maybe one day they will, you know, be that, you know, number one, number two that you need to get right. the financing to yeah. your next feature, right? Exactly. Yeah. I feel like Donna gets a bit of a bad rap of, of being pretty strict, like a stickler for the rules and stuff. And I think it comes from her just knowing the shit out of the IPA. Yeah. Um. Well, there's a good cop, bad cop thing going on. In our <laughs> and I think it's too, important right? too. Like as a producer, obviously the bad cop is going to be the person you don't like to deal with. <laughs> but as a performer, Donna's critical. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's the one that like, she's the one who came on set to, to visit while we were shooting Plainview to mm-hmm. make sure that everything was kosher. Mm-hmm. And, and she was the one chatting with, with our, our lead actress who had a sex scene, making sure that she was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, it's really important that Donna yeah. is there and, and, is that is that person right? Is that voice um, and serves the, the purpose of any union, which is to yeah. protect their people? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
yeah, she's she's not there to make friends. She's there to protect mm-hmm. them right. members, and she she does her job. And she does, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, heart of gold. She's of course, yeah, of she's great. She, she wouldn't. I don't think you could do work for a union um, and and look after people. Um, you know, if you were just a hard ass, yeah, if you didn't care about people, people. yeah, for sure. You know, so she, yeah, she's got a heart of gold. She's awesome. And the other thing too, if you want to come to Actra's office, I mean, you can always call an email, but if you do want to come in, make an appointment and come in, if you can bring your dog, right. Or, or a dog that you can pretend is yours for an hour. Absolutely. Then Donna loves that. Then you're in. Right. She yeah. might not remember your name, but she'll remember she'll your dog's name. Yeah. She's a big animal lover too. That's right. She's a big animal lover, yeah. so bring your dog. <laughs> yeah. So, so so what I mean, what's what are actors' goals right now? Like what does the future look like? How can we help? Like what's does it look like? I mean, we want we want full production all the time in all like in film and television, in commercial. Um, what's our goal? I mean, I guess I don't really want to say a goal, but, um, you know, moving forward into 2018, which is shocking. I can't believe it's 2018. I know. It's hard to believe, but Actra like nationally has been around for 75 yeah, years. It's crazy. Next year. Unreal. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Back before TVs were TVs. Yeah. Radio. <laughs> yeah. Radio. radio yeah. Doing the radio and all the radio plays and stuff that people used to do. So it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So to wrap things up, I just want to talk about, uh, uh, TV show that you're a fan of um, from England. Oh, <laughs> and I want to yes, get this story on yes. record. Uh, you are a, a big <laughs> fan of um, I can't even remember the Coronation title. Street. Coronation Street. Street. Yes, oh, I know it's Madden. British. And I, <laughs> oh, I thought we were friends. <laughs> we have to. We have to oh. get it on. Uh, so you've been to like tapings. They've done a tour in in Canada, right? Where where they're yeah. We went to a that was that was embarrassing, but yes. <laughs> well, just that was weird. Well, coming from like when they had a couple of the performers, they tour around Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we went to the first one, my friend and I, and I yeah. Well, we won't go back because it was just weird because you know a lot of the fans are really like they are hardcore. Right, like right, I'm pretty yeah. medium to light. <laughs> you think so? But uh, no, I am. But Compared they were, to, yeah, right. yeah, they were pretty hardcore. And you know, and then so they have the performers on stage, and some of the questions that people were asking was, you know, not about like the character they play, but like they were directing them to the performer. Right. As like that character. Right. Which is really, you know, and especially working in film and TV, that's just really quite weird. Yeah. You know? it's odd, it's yeah. A, it, we felt a bit icky, so yeah, we yeah. will never go back. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been to England. Um, they had the old set open. Um, they ran a tour for a year, so we just happened to be over there. So we took a trip over to Manchester just to see it. And speaking of radio... Right. You used to be the go-to the Corey, Coronation Street the Corey update. correspondent on CBC <laughs> what, what is it? Corey correspondent? The, the Corey correspondent. Oh, amazing. Oh on God. CBC, yes. <laughs> that was fun on Monday mornings. Just give the lowdown what happened uh, on the weekend because they run them as an omnibus on Sunday mornings. Oh, all okay. All the episodes. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah. So anyways, From the week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so you were you were doing like Talking Dead, but about Coronation Street on the radio. Yeah. What, how often is there a new episode of Coronation Street? Oh, there's like four times a week now. Every week? Every day. Every day. There's a new episode every day. There are half an hour episodes. But every day. Every day. All year? All year. A new half hour episode every day of television all well, this year. This is soap. This is soaps. That's that's it's how it is. I, I don't understand. I can't believe that that's true. How do they do it? Yeah, yeah. How do they write that fast? You have to be writing an yeah. episode every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's. You know, is it? You know, it's probably not the best um, <laughs> storyline. Some of them are quite ridiculous, and mm. a lot of them I fast forward mm. through. Um, but yeah, I mean, from a film or TV yeah, point of view, I it's mean, remarkable. it's pretty amazing. And you like, they've been doing it over 60 yeah. years. Unreal. 60 years. Who is your favorite Coronation Street character of all time? Oh, and um, why is it Snoop Dogg? Was he on it? <laughs> yeah, was he really? Yeah, he made an appearance. Oh, That's awesome. uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite right now. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of like neutral. Like I kind right. of, you know, ebb and flow. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm kind of, yeah, not really right now. It's not hitting right now, love, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen Mike uh, Mike Morrison did a, like a behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. tour of it? I, I don't know how that happened, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's pretty It's pretty amazing. Um, well, and I guess, like, I was super excited to go to the set just because, again, talking about 
like just the history of television. Yeah, yeah. Like that's pretty epic. Yeah, for totally, sure. You know? Totally. And that there was a Canadian involved in the original pilot. Right. Right. So there's that Canadian. There's a Canadian connection. connection yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So we have a great history as Canadians. Right. Rich, rich history. <laughs> On the street. <laughs> On the street. That's street cred for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so nice. <laughs> <laughs> if people want to reach out and learn more about Actra, learn more about you or, or any of the applications or, or, or agreements, I should say, uh, where do they, where do they go? They go to actoralberta.com contact us they'll find my email cell phone office line get in touch with me somehow cool it's the easiest way all right great it's all right there it's all right there awesome i'm available all righty well thank you so much yeah thank you so much thanks guys appreciate it it was fun Alrighty, thank you very much to Tina for joining us. Uh, like I said, just chock full of great information. She's just such a valuable resource to uh, this community, and we're so glad to finally have her on the show. Um, Want to uh, shout out to uh, Bleeding Art Industries, who's bringing us this section of the podcast, the news you can use section. Bleeding Art is wishing the Alberta film community an inspirational 2018 and hopes to see a lot more indie productions stepping out from the pack this year. They can help you create cool with training opportunities, creative consultation, custom props, film production supplies, and equipment. And speaking of cool, they have uh, have a look at their latest uh, very popular seasonal gifts at giphy.com slash bleeding art. They are very cool. I've checked them out. And check them out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for news and views on their latest uh, projects. Thanks to Bleeding Art Industries and all the season-long sponsors for joining us this year um okay so normally uh briar is the one who does a great job of putting uh the news and uh all the deadlines and things together and it's in an organized system and there's job calls and everything makes sense and i just threw a bunch of stuff together so bear with me i just took a look at what was going on and of course uh places like fava at the time of this recording haven't haven't come back from the holidays just yet so um not it's not an income it's not a complete list uh so i appreciate you your understanding we're all coming back from the holidays and next week i'm sure uh everyone will be back in full swing including uh this podcast so thanks for uh your understanding first up story hives immersive edition that's the vr slash short film combination uh this cycle of story hives a little bit different a lot more money available per project and uh, some very cool opportunities for filmmakers wanting to work in the uh, immersive VR space. Uh, the Calgary International Film Festival is hiring a development director, uh, and that's somebody who's going to be or- uh, growing and organizing uh, the organization's partnerships and revenues through sponsorship, fundraising, public funding, advertising, and fundraising events. So you can check out calgaryfilm.com for more information on that. CSIF is hiring a uh, festival and social media intern. Uh, it's the 26th uh, annual uh Artifact Small Format Film Festival, formerly known as the $100 Film Festival. And um, yeah, th- this is an opportunity for somebody to really kind of put their stamp on this new incarnation of the festival. So uh, check out CSIF.org for more information on that. Tonight, uh, January 3rd, 7 p.m., a screening of The Final Year, which is a doc all about the uh, last year of the Obama administration. Filmmaker got kind of unprecedented access to that administration, and it's, it looks like a really cool uh, documentary. Uh, doc Soup uh, is also a really cool uh, series that the Calgary International Film Festival puts on, docu- new doc- new documentary every every month, so check them out for more information on that. Uh, Jillian McCurcher is doing a grant writing workshop at the CSIF, uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday, January 13th, and Saturday, January 27th. It's a two-part workshop. Uh, so be sure to check, uh, that out. Um, that's happening, uh, like I said, the 13th and the 27th from 10 AM to 5 PM, all about grant writing. Um, you can check out Eventbrite for more information on how you can get your tickets to that, uh, or CSF.org. Uh, the Rosie submissions are open. The deadline for that is uh, 4 PM on Wednesday, January 17th. So you want to be sure to get your films and your, uh, submissions in, uh, to be considered for awards. Uh, there's a call for applications for a nonprofit administration intern at the Fairy Tales Film Festival. Um, they're looking for that role until it's uh, until it's filled. So um, you may want to apply right away uh, to get in there before somebody else might. Uh, call for submissions uh, for the Calgary Underground Film Festival. Uh, that's due February 5th. So if you'd like to see your film at Cuff, a uh, great festival here in Calgary, uh, you will want to check that out and submit before February 5th. Uh, the, uh, from our dark side deadline is January 5th, really cool opportunity for female genre script writers who have an idea, um, 
a couple of them will be chosen and will be supported with money and uh, and uh, mentorship and, and all kinds of other cool stuff. So check out From Our Dark Side, uh, presented by Women in Film and Television Vancouver. Uh, call for participants. Uh, uh, just looking for people to attend Story Summit 2018. This is the third run of Story Summit uh, put on by Ampia, and it's a blast. Uh, and, of course, the Banff Center as well. Uh, it's a... It's a joined um event uh, uh and they do such a great job um so i can't wait to go again the deadline i i believe to uh become a participant is march 9th uh all right uh that's it that's all guys uh thanks to uh to briar and uh to brit and to chris they all do really important stuff for the podcast and uh, uh looking forward to starting 2018 uh with uh, all of you and thank you for joining us on instagram lots of new followers there lately um, and, uh, if you have anything you'd like to sh- us to share on the podcast, you know, just let us know, uh, shoot us an email at hello at abfilmcast.ca, um, like, and follow and all that good stuff. It's abfilmcast on pretty much everything, Facebook, Twitter, um, and Instagram. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. If you've got something you'd like us to share, um, or if maybe you want to be on the show, let us know. We, we want to be spotlighting our community. So help us do that. Uh, hello at abfilmcast.ca. Uh, and, uh, th- and thank you for bearing with me with this, uh, truncated episode. And, um, until next week, uh, go make something. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post-Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.